just a handful of days before we're celebrating Thanksgiving. So from all of us here at the Y'all Show, before we forget and we get caught up in all the holiday shuffling of moving around, traveling, cooking, and more, let me tell you, thank you. Thank y'all for listening and being a part of the Y'all Show. It is the Wednesday edition of the Y'all Show, and I'm John Rawl, and we are thankful that you would take your time, your hard-earned time, and spend a little time with us as we discuss all things Southern each and every Monday through Friday on the show that's all about Dixie. On today's Y'all Show, we've got headlines from across the Southeast. We'll talk about the Doobie Brothers, some Doobie Brothers info coming up in our headlines. Also, great white sharks back in the news, not in Florida this time. Oh, Lord, where were they seen? We'll tell you about it. And a heartwarming story coming to us from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, that we'll share with you. And all that has to do with a Navy corpsman donating his liver to his mama. All of that in our headlines today. Later this hour, Jonathan Lifite, our old reliable ACC guy. He's going to be stopping by to talk a little Atlantic Coast Conference basketball as the ACC is doing pretty darn good in the latest rankings of college basketball. He'll also be on to talk ACC football. All that in the first hour of today's show. And then when we move to the second hour, the second stanza of this all-Southern show, we'll have hashtag Hullabaloo to get it started. And I found the goofiest gif on the Twitter sphere that's got a big picture of Slick Willie, Bill Clinton, and it has to do with impeachment. And I'll share that with you, plus a lot of other fun things, a little bit more serious things that we found across twitter and instagram as part of our hashtag hullabaloo where we go on social media our social media sometimes finds us and we share it with you guys and then in hour two as we always do on wednesdays we go to music city usa and just off music row we'll find precious harris and we'll get precious's nashville music line report now she was at an event late on tuesday we hope she's not too i won't say hungover but too worn out from being out late on tuesday night but she's got to tell us about what happened last wednesday night it was the cma awards and we'll walk through the winners and get precious's take i was with her last week in nashville and we had a great time and and we'll get her official recap of the cma awards the 53rd cma awards when she joins us an hour or two plus other news including a little brouhaha between eric church and garth brooks what is that all about well it actually has something to do with award shows and we'll ask precious about that and more all that here on today's y'all show if you want to be a part of our show we welcome your input our number to text or call is 803-816-1170 you can find us on the web at y'all dot com four simple characters on your keyboard y then a then l then l dot com y'all dot com and you'll see our show each and every day posted there at y'all dot com and a whole bunch of other really fascinating stories and stories you're going to want to share with your family and friends as we get ready for thanksgiving next week and you've just got to go check it out for yourself right there at y'all.com in fact if you go there now let me go ahead and tell you about something really cool on the pages of y'all.com that you need to be aware of and that is our guide for the holidays and clark shelton has done a great job our editor at y'all.com of getting that up and going and as clark says sharing is caring and we need you to do just that as we have this awesome 
need. You got turkey questions and more. Make sure you go to y'all for our holiday. It's the holiday guide and it's up at y'all.com with all kinds of questions answered and other informative stuff that you need to do to get ready for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and more. The holiday guide at y'all.com. And you know, as we said, sharing is caring. So let's help everybody out and have a wonderful start to the holiday season thanks to y'all.com so that's the website the facebook page is y'all.com our instagram twitter at y'all show and of course you can find audio podcasts of this show at iHeartRadio, the tune in radio app and apple podcast <laughs> well thank you again for joining us and let's get into the headlines across the southeast can you believe it and this is a sad thing to admit it's been 20 years since that gosh awful deadly collapse of the bonfire at texas a&m and college station texas where 12 people were killed 11 students and then one former student died in the collapse of november 1999 and this week in Aggieland, they're having the remembrance of this devastating collapse of the bonfire the bonfire remembrance ceremony was dedicated to the 11 university students and this former student who died back on november 18th 1999 and this happened when a 40-foot bonfire struck holding about 5,000 logs collapsed while under construction. 27 other students were injured. This had been a long-time tradition at Texas A&M, and this thing killed the dozen people. And A&M has since revised the way this historic tradition has been held there in Aggieland, and they still have something along the lines of that, but certainly don't do what they used to do with this massive bonfire in Texas A&M. And so we remember those 12 A&M, the 11 students and the one former student who died 20 years ago at the bonfire at Texas A&M. Now to another school we go, and Vanderbilt University is the place where Derek Mason's in the news as the head football coach of the Commodores is going to return in the year 2020 as the athletic director made this announcement that Turner is going to be back as the head coach. Malcolm Turner announced this on Tuesday. He says, I want to make it very clear that Derek Mason will be our head football coach moving forward. Coach Mason has my full support, and I am committed to working with him to ensure our football program has the necessary resources and support to succeed. Now, Vanderbilt has only won one SEC game this year as they beat Missouri at home. This weekend, the East Tennessee State Bucks come in to Vanderbilt Stadium, and then VU closes the season at rival Tennessee next weekend. But all all signs point to where Vanderbilt's probably going to end up 3-9 and nine this year and not a good season. Derek Mason, a 50-year-old coach in his sixth year at Vanderbilt, has a 26-46 and 46 overall record, 10-37 and 37 in the Southeastern Conference. But according to the athletic director, his job is secure. So all we can say is anchor down Derek Mason. Well, I don't know if you saw this story coming out of Daytona Beach on Tuesday, but sheriff's investigators there say a suspicious package was flagged during a screening process at the Daytona Beach International Airport. And it turned out this scare was a bottle of lotion. And the incident forced about 200 passengers and workers to evacuate the airport early at 6.15 on Tuesday as the airport gave an all-clear more than an hour later. But how would you like to be evacuated from your plane because of a scare and it ended up being a, a bottle of lotion that led to the evacuation of the Daytona Beach International Airport right there by the Speedway 
in Daytona Beach, Florida. The sheriff there, Mike Chitwood, said during a news conference that the item was described as a possible detonator during the screening process. The bomb squad called in, and he said it's better safe than sorry. Well, he's got a point there, but unfortunately for those traveling in Daytona, it was a rough day on Tuesday, at least early when you were getting on those planes and hoping to fly somewhere. A white teenage girl in Gainesville, Georgia, is accused of plotting to attack a black church in this North Georgia area. As the police chief of Gainesville, Georgia, Jay Parrish, said in a Tuesday statement that the Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church was targeted because it is a predominantly black congregation. And Parrish said students, school administrators, and law enforcers, law officers work together to thwart a potentially horrific accident and prior says that at gainesville high school students were told administrators that a 16 year old had a notebook with detailed plans to kill worshipers at the church and the police chief says the girl is charged with criminal attempt to commit murder and being held in a youth detention center in the gainesville area which is about 50 miles northeast of atlanta but this in this case, a white teenaged girl potentially plotting to go in and cause a lot of grief and, and panic and, and just unfortunate situation in the Gainesville area at an AME church. But luckily, it was discovered and she's in a lot of lot of hot water and thankful that that was discovered before it got to be out of control and uh, an ugly situation in Gainesville, Georgia. To Huntsville, Alabama, and a former space shuttle commander is charged in the traffic deaths of two girls there, and it's alleged that he was having an abnormal reaction to sleep medication at the time of that crash, according to his lawyer. Astronaut James Halsell Jr. was driving when he had a two-car wreck And according to his attorney, Jim Sturdivant, the retired astronaut said that he was having a sleep driving episode caused by Ambien, also known as Zolpidem. And the astronaut, 63 years old of Huntsville, had this abnormal response to that medication, according to Sturdivant. And we'll find out what happens there in the trial. He's awaiting a trial on reckless murder charges. Authorities allege that he was under the influence of drugs or alcohol back in 2016 when the wreck in Tuscaloosa County, Alabama, killed 11-year-old Naomi Deanna James and 13-year-old Jayla Latrick Parlor. The crash happened on a highway that Housel mistook for Interstate 2059. An investigation showed he was intoxicated from alcohol and sleeping pills. This former astronaut in the news as he's awaiting trial, James Halzell Jr. in Huntsville, Alabama, is where this is all happening to west virginia and i'm sorry west virginia i know arkansas is it's kind of the recipient of a lot of jokes around this subject sometimes mississippi heck sometimes even kentucky and tennessee but this is west virginia we're talking about here in this headline i'm not making this up in the mountain state a father has married one of his daughters after murdering her boyfriend according to police let me say that again a west virginia man has admitted to authorities that he married one of his two daughters after helping both of them kill another man and dump him in a shallow grave. 55-year-old Larry Paul McClure said in a letter to state investigators that he and his daughters, a 30-year-old named Amanda Amanda Michelle Naylor McClure and another 32-year-old daughter, Anna Marie Chaudhry, they plotted the murder of John McGuire, who was dating Amanda. And while West Virginia state police officer testified in a recent court hearing that the trio hit McGuire in the head with a bottle of wine, 
tied him up and injected him with two vials of meth, according to the report. Then they then strangled him and buried him in a shallow grave on the property of a home where they were staying in the sky gusty section of West Virginia. And in the admission letter, Mr. McClure wrote the murder was his daughter Amanda's idea. I still don't know why he had to marry his daughter. Okay. Police allege Amanda and her father then traveled to Virginia and married each other at the United Methodist Church Ministry of the Gospel. Okay. That's one horrible story to have to share with you here today, but a confusing story at that. Again, West Virginia is where I'm talking about. The South Carolina and Department of Motor Vehicle Workers are accused of taking bribes to allow a man to skip long lines while, I guess, waiting to get his as license renewed or something like that these people who were three in number including two dmv employees facing bribery charges in the palmetto state after they said a man was paying them money to skip the lines to transfer 18 vehicle titles the two employees 21 year old allison lee mcferrin and 25 year old elizabeth c are accused of taking cash in two separate bribery cases involving robbie Ray Beershink, according to warrants from the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, a.k.a. SLED. McFerrin is accused of taking money from Beershank so he could avoid waiting in line to make the vehicle title transfers. DMV rules typically allow only three title transfers per day. In addition, authorities said McFerrin listed the value of Beershank's vehicles as $1 so he could avoid paying the state's infrastructure maintenance fee. Well, this guy was getting away with a lot there at that local DMV office, of which I do not know what location in the Palmetto State this happened. But these three suspects in a lot of trouble. They've been released on bond after their arrest on Friday, according to court and jail records from South Carolina. Makes going to the DMV mean so much more, doesn't it? Now to Virginia. We told you recently in the elections in the Commonwealth, Democrats took control of both houses of government. They have the governor and the lieutenant governor spot, the attorney general. It's a Democratic state. In fact, we had a special guest on Tuesday's show from the Washington Times to talk about all that. Well, what are the Republicans in Virginia going to do? Are they going to fight back? Well, it appears they're going to do something. As the House GOP caucus in Virginia announced that Delegate Todd Gilbert would be the minority leader in Virginia, while Delegate Kathy Byron will be caucus chairwoman as they are making some changes there as Virginia, which once was very Republican, now is very, very Democratic. And current Republican House Speaker Kirk Cox told fellow Republicans after this year's loss that he would not seek a leadership position in the caucus. And Virginia Republicans trying to come up with a plan to to get back more control in the Commonwealth. And as promised, we've got some Doobie Brothers news. And how about this? The Doobie Brothers are going to unite with Michael McDonald as these two great music acts are going to be joining together for a 50th anniversary tour as Michael McDonald, who sang with the band starting in 75 before going out on his own. He surprised fans at the Doobie Brothers concert with a performance of Taking It to the Streets. This happened at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville on Monday. And the band was formed in Northern California. The group featured harmonies backed by the finger-picking style of guitarist Patrick Simmons paired with the R&B guitar playing by Tom Johnston. And they had great hits like Listen to the Music, Long Train Running, and China Grove. And here we go with a 50th anniversary tour from the Doobie Brothers and their old members turned solo act now back as a honorary member singer songwriter michael mcdonald man that guy can sing 
Well, I'll tell you what, we've got more headlines from across the South that we got to get to after this timeout. Stay tuned. We'll tell you about great white sharks along the Atlantic coast and a feel-good story coming from Rutherford County, Tennessee. All that ahead on The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Hey, we're back on y'all, and we appreciate you sticking with us through the break. Let's get right back into headlines here on this Wednesday, y'all. And, hey, we're only about a week now away from Thanksgiving. Well, that means we're only about a week plus one day away from Black Friday. And we've got some information for all you early shoppers on Black Friday. We've got store hours for some of our big stores out there. If you want to go ahead and make your plans, y'all ready for this? Walmart. Shame on you, Walmart, like you don't make enough money. Walmart's going to open up at 6 o'clock Thursday, Thanksgiving night. Go on down to Walmart and get your start early. Target stores are going to open up at 5 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day and will stay open until 1 a.m. And then they'll reopen for Black Friday at 7 in the morning. Kohl's. Kohl's. Hey, when did it get to be the cool thing to be open on Thanksgiving? That's what these stores are doing, these major stores. Kohl's is going to open at 5 o'clock on Thanksgiving. Best Buy will open at 5 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. And then we'll reopen on Black Friday at 8 a.m. and plans to also hand out tickets one hour before opening. How about that? So you can go to bestblackfriday.com for more Black Friday ads and more store information if you want to go ahead and get your, your shopping plans in place. 
for Black Friday 2019. I've done that once and it was a disaster. Maybe y'all have had better success. Maybe it really is worth going out at four in the morning and doing some shopping. But frankly, I like my beauty rest a little bit too much. And frankly, I don't like being around thousands of people who are just as confused as I am on Black Friday. Maybe you have it down and it's a fun ritual for you. Good for you. All right. Speaking of Thanksgiving, travel is going to be huge this weekend and into next week for Thanksgiving. As some people say, according to AAA at least, the travel could be the busiest since 2005. As an additional 1.6 million more people are going to travel according to AAA compared to last year. And that's a 2.9% increase. A full holiday forecast for 2019 includes 49.3 million travelers will hit the road on Thanksgiving, the most since 2005. In terms of planes, 4.45 million Americans are going to be flying. And then you add in another 1.5 million Americans traveling via train, buses, and cruise ships during the Thanksgiving break. And you got a busy couple of days as this is going to be a lot of a lot of on the go. I think low gas prices is part of that. Most of the country has had pretty good weather. We did have that cold stretch here in the south a couple of days ago. But if the weather holds out, it should be a lot of people hitting the road during the Thanksgiving holiday. And I'm sure you're one of those. I know I'll be traveling Thanksgiving. Now, let's tell you about something that could be impacting our week of thanksgiving and that's a tropical storm let's hope this does not materialize and come forward to the atlantic or gulf coast area but the national hurricane center says tropical storm sebastian was on the radar with maximum sustained winds of 45 miles per hour moving north northwest at eight miles per hour this was on tuesday The storm is expected to merge with a cold front and dissipate in the next couple of days. The projected track for Sebastian has the storm remaining over open waters, not threatening the Caribbean or the U.S. But there's something for all you hurricane trackers to go ahead and put on your radar, Sebastian. Now, more great white shark news. As nine great white sharks have suddenly and out of nowhere shown up off the North Carolina coast, And also two sharks were near Charleston, South Carolina here in the last couple of days as these sharks that were tagged by the Ocean Data Gathering Organization, O-C-E-A-R-C-H, O-Search, have appeared near the coast for a five-day span. And at least two of them are at least 12 feet long, these great white sharks. Although it's not officially Shark Week, if you track sharks, hey, the Carolina coast, and we know from what we said the other day, the Florida coast is getting a little hot out there for great white sharks. And finally, an unbelievably feel-good story as we get ready for Thanksgiving, coming from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, as a family from there traveled to Memphis for a transplant this last couple of days as earlier this year mary arthur was told she has liver failure and she became a number on a list of people who needed a liver transplant and unfortunately she was having a hard time finding a liver donor but lo and behold a navy corpsman from tennessee came to the rescue and that navy corpsman just happened to be her son what an awesome story coming from the state of Tennessee. Yes, she did go to the University of Tennessee Health Science Centers in Memphis and had the operation, and her chance of surviving is going to be good as the doctor there at the Transplant Institute 
Dr. James Eason said, we have over 100 patients on our liver transplant waiting list. We know over a year, 10% of those patients will die. But in this case, this lucky Murfreesboro lady, Mary Arthur, with the help of her Navy corpsman, which I don't have a name for, I think intentionally being held by the military, coming through to help out the mom. What a what a great story there. As I do know the first name of the son is Tyler. So Tyler, this Navy corpsman, thanks for helping your mama and giving her your your liver transplant she's gonna need to keep on living and have, we hope, a wonderful holiday season. That's a look at headlines when we come back on the Y'all Show. Hey, we'll go to ACC country. Jonathan Leifheit's going to talk about ACC basketball and football, and that is coming up next. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. The Duke Blue Devils, the number one team in the land. But no, not in college football. But they are atop the polls in college basketball. Hello, it's our ACC Spotlight. And we've got plenty of football information coming your way about the Atlantic Coast Conference. But we start off with a little basketball spotlight. We've got Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital with us to talk all things ACC. And the Devils are number one in the top 25 for college basketball. But there's a lot of ACC teams right around them. The Louisville Cardinals are number two. 
UNC checks in at number five in the latest college basketball polls. UVA at seven. And I think that might be all in the top 20 of the ACC. But Jonathan, yep. that, that ain't a bad standing right there. No, when you're talking uh, three of the top five and four of the top seven, you can't be uh, accused of being weak, that's for sure. No, you can. In fact, we've got some scores from Monday night as UVA won over Vermont 61-55. NC State beat the Alcorn State Braves 87 64 and that's what happened on tuesday night on wednesday night in acc basketball get ready because we've got florida state hosting the chattanooga mocks fsu barely got past western carolina the other night i don't know what's going on there early in the season in tallahassee louisville is back in action against usc upstate in a game played in louisville on this wednesday evening boston college has the eastern washington eagles georgia tech and georgia have clean old-fashioned hate basketball style that going on in athens virginia tech and delaware state play this wednesday evening syracuse and cornell and then unc has their neighbor from just down the road the elon phoenix coming into the dean smith center for a game here in acc basketball jonathan i know it's rather early we're going to talk a lot of football with you but anything you need to get off your chest from a hoop standpoint for the acc yeah, I mean, uh, this is uh, going to be a strong conference. I'm really surprised they hadn't gotten a couple other teams kind of up in the top 25. Uh, you know, Syracuse, FSU, you know, they're both teams probably worthy of at least consideration, you know, getting up in there. And uh, I think it's going to be a pretty strong hoop season and uh, for, for everybody involved. And, uh, you know, I'm really kind of looking forward to it. And when we look back at week 12 of college football in the ACC, no huge surprises. We know that Clemson was a heartbeat away. Well, actually, it already clinched, I guess, their berth in the Atlantic Division representative in the title game, the ACC championship in Charlotte. And so they just added insult to injury when they played Wake Forest. And Clemson won easily 52-3 to as Trevor Lawrence lit up Wake Forest for a whole bunch of touchdowns in that one, 52-3, not even close. Wake shut out for three quarters. They did, they did get one field goal in the first quarter. Then they were silent the rest of the way. Florida State, as expected, got an easy win at home, 49-12 to over the Alabama State Hornets and FSU Bowl eligible. Virginia Tech embarrassed Georgia Tech, 45-0. to This game played at the Flats in Atlanta, and the Hokies win and shut out Jeff Collins' jacket. I'm going to talk to Jonathan about that in a second. Syracuse tried to do their best Virginia Tech and impersonation they went into durham and almost shut out duke but they got a huge win there 49 to 6 and both of these teams now sit at four and six in total play and then louisville in a surprise they go into raleigh and i say surprise they had a a little bit better record but they walloped nc state at carter finley 34 to 20 your summation of week 12 mr lifeite um, I think the, the biggest surprises to me was, uh, the first one was, uh, Syracuse doing what they did to Duke. I mean, I, Syracuse just had looked to me like a team that was kind of falling apart. And, uh, they went in there and just absolutely beat the living crap out of, a uh, out of Duke. And then the second one was, yeah, you're, I'm going to preempt you and, and, uh, and talk about Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. You know, it wasn't a surprise that Virginia Tech won, but what was a surprise was the manner in which they did it and how utterly incompetent the Jackets looked. Uh, first home shutout for the Jackets since 1957. Golly. And the first uh, shutout since 1997. So uh, a pretty historic beatdown in terms of uh, 
of, of what happened there and it just it, it started out bad and and went downhill from there for the for the jackets and so they've got uh fortunately they have a, a struggling nc state co- team coming in but uh, uh just didn't look good in any phase of the game except for the punter he was the only highlight of the day mm. One other game that happened on Thursday we didn't mention. Pitt defeated North Carolina in overtime and improved to 7-3 and three with a victory over Mac Brown's Hills. But that was week 12 of ACC football. Jonathan, some news stories to pass along. Some might be a reminder. Some might be new to some of you listening. Wake Forest leading receiver, receiver for the Deeks, Sage Surratt, is done for the season. As Dave Clawson announced this last week, he appeared to hurt his shoulder in a game the previous week at Virginia Tech. So what do we know about his contribution, and are the Deeks going to miss him going forward the rest yeah, of the rest of the way? Yeah, they're certainly going to miss him. He was a you know a big part of their offense and really kind of a kind of a clutch receiver for them. And and uh, um, I don't know if it would have made much difference against Clemson uh, if he'd have been there, but uh, he missed that game. Uh, and uh, it, it's you know for Wake Forest that they can generally get a pretty good starting eleven on there out there. And 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 then but depth for them is is going to be an issue and has always been an issue. Because they usually rely on you know fifth year players and that type of thing for you know that's just how their program is built. So losing a player of that caliber, they just don't have anybody to to kind of replace them, uh, and it's going to make an impact and not a good one. Okay, let's also talk about the latest in Tallahassee, the coaching search for Florida State. And I know on our show on Tuesday in our Big Twelve spotlight, Jonathan, we had our Big Twelve barrister Matt Hearman's weigh in on the Bob Stoops Tallahassee rumor. He says that he thinks that Coach Stoops wants to get back into major college football coaching. As right now, he's scheduled to be the new head coach of the Dallas franchise in the upcoming XFL. Now, of course, Coach Stoops, we're talking about Bob, not his little brother Mark, is denying these rumors to Tallahassee. There's also a statement put out by the Florida State players as not an official statement, but in their sentiment, they want to see Odell Haggins, the current interim coach, be a candidate for the head coaching job there at FSU. Jonathan, help us make sense of what's going on at the TP in Tallahassee. Well, you forgot about uh, the the rumor the week before when it was uh, Deion Sanders. That oh, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think anybody knows what's going on except for maybe the AD. And uh, I'd be really, really surprised if they gave Odell Haggins more than a cursory look. Um, he has been at, in uh, Florida State for I don't know how long. Um, but, uh, you know, you would think that if, if he had been a head coaching material that he would have probably gotten an opportunity somewhere along the way. And uh I, I think I'd be shocked if, if they went in that direction. As far as the Stoops rumors are concerned, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be rumored to go into any big time, you know, uh, you know, top 10, top 15 job that comes along, uh, until, uh, until basically he get it gets just past kind of his prime a little bit. So I, I'm not sure that I believe he wants to get back into major college football. You mentioned the, uh, was it XFL? Mm-hmm. thing that he's that's a job though that only requires his attention about six months of the year he doesn't have to recruit he doesn't have to keep tabs on on a whole program it's really more of a pure coaching job so it kind of satisfies that itch to you know to coach but it doesn't come with all of the headaches and uh, time commitments that are involved in major college football now i might be wrong i certainly have no inside information but i'd just be surprised if uh, if he was interested in returning at this point 
And with that job out in Big D, he gets to play around with Vince McMahon's money, the CEO of the WWE. And he might enjoy that a little bit more than going out and asking boosters to contribute to whatever exactly. school he, he might end up being at. But some of the FSU booster, some of the rather FSU players on social media outwardly campaigning for Coach Haggins to be the new coach at FSU. And hey, he's 2 and 0 right now in his interim role. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I, like I said, I'll be kind of surprised if they go in that direction. And I think he might be 3 and 0 overall because he coached the team that went out and played in the Independence Bowl. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. So uh, what happened? Let's go back in your vast vault of knowledge on Florida State football and ACC football, Jonathan Lifeite. How did they end up with Willie Taggart as the coach? I know he was only at Oregon one year when they recruited him to come in after Jimbo Fisher kind of up and left. What led them to get him? Because I thought at the time they would have gotten a more sexier coach to Tallahassee. Well, I mean, if you remember, uh, Taggart was uh, prior to Oregon. Where was he at? South Florida. And uh, he generally um, pretty well regarded. He uh, took that, that program and really built them up, did a good job. So the thinking was, here's a guy that already had success in Florida, who has connections in Florida. And, and you know what Florida State's success and Miami, for that, for that matter, as well as, as, as Florida and Gainesville, their, their success is all built around recruiting the state of Florida because if you recruit that state, you really don't have to recruit anywhere else because there's so much talent there. So he had done a good job of recruiting Florida. Uh, he had good success at South Florida. And uh, so the thought was bringing him back would be a good move. And, you know, he only had one year at, uh, at Oregon, but uh, that, that was the thinking. Well, let me remind Florida State fans and fans of any school – that just because you get rid of a coach, maybe because they deserve to be gotten rid of, in the case of Willie Taggart, it doesn't mean you're going to instantly upgrade and get a marquee name into your school. <laughs> We've seen time and time again some much bigger, although not much, there's really not too many schools bigger than Florida State, but there are some schools with a large, much larger endowment and enrollment and Power 5 programs that have gone out looking, uh, I'm looking at you, Tennessee, and multiple times they've struck out. Now, I think they've struck out with their latest coach, but we'll give him a little bit more time. But that Tennessee's not the only school. I think even, shoot, I think Texas even had an issue a couple of years ago with all their coaching maneuvers. And just because you think you're going to get the best coach out there, that doesn't necessarily always happen. Nor does it guarantee that they'll be successful at your school. That is true there. All right, let's talk about some future schedules, Jonathan, as I don't know what you're doing in the year 2024, but you can go see VU and VT play as it's just been announced that Vanderbilt and Virginia Tech are going to have a series on the gridiron. They're going to start the 24 season, the 2024 season in Nashville, but not at Vanderbilt Stadium. The Gobblers will go into Nashville and play Vanderbilt at Nissan Stadium, the home of the Tennessee Titans. And that game again in the 2024 season. And then the following year, the Commodores will sell their ship, I guess, although I don't know for sure 
sure it's going to be at Lane Stadium, but it appears they're going to sell their Commodore ship into Lane Stadium and take on Virginia Tech on campus in 2025. But, Jonathan, we recently reported on our SEC report how Florida literally had to go on social media and say, hey, anybody want to play us? And here you got Virginia Tech and Vanderbilt scheduled for a series. I don't know why it's so hard, but evidently it must be a little bit of a challenge to get opponents if you're a Power 5 program. Um, It's not. It's just that uh, teams like Florida uh, seem to think that they can get who they want and dictate the terms to them. And that doesn't always work out so well because not everybody's going to take that. So they make it harder than it probably should be. Yeah, the Chompers, by the way, just ended up scheduling a deal with Arizona State for several years down the road. But Vanderbilt and Virginia Tech coming up on the schedule in 2024 and 20. 20- 25. Jonathan, let's now go to week 13 of ACC football. The embattled Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets in NC State with Thursday night lights this week. And then when we move to Saturday, it's going to be a busy day for a lot of teams, although some are playing out of conference as the Liberty Flames and Hugh Freeze head into Scott Stadium in Charlottesville for a non-conference game for the Cavaliers. This game starts at 12 noon on the ACC NX channel. 12 noon, Charlottesville, 11 central between the Liberty Flames and the Virginia Cavaliers. Bronco Mendenhall's team, which is in a battle for that Coastal Division race, well, this week's game, it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And, uh, I, that game that's uh, between them and Virginia Tech is shaping up to be probably for the championship. But that's next week. Boston College is out of conference as they play ACC light member Notre Dame. This game at Notre Dame Stadium. This is a rivalry game. It'll be televised on NBC starting at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central and Notre Dame number 16 right now. And we know that, again, this is what they call the Catholic rivalry game. Jonathan, BC, <laughs> did they have much of a chance in this one? Uh, you know, I can't tell with them. They seem to be a little schizophrenic and, and Notre Dame is too. I mean, uh, they struggled, uh, with Virginia and Virginia tech, but still managed to win. Uh, and then BC, you know, they've, they, uh, they've done some, some good stuff and some bad stuff. I, I think it'll be a, probably a closer game than people think, but, uh, but probably Notre Dame wins. And BC's season has not gone exactly as according to plan for coach Adazio, is he going to get removed, in your opinion, if he has a loss here and perhaps a week, another loss next week? Uh, what's his? What's their record right now? Do you you have that in front of you? Well, my Boston College record is at five and five, and they're not expected to win this week. So let's say they go to five and six, and then they wrap up their season at a very difficult place. Pittsburgh taking on the Panthers. They they could end up being five and seven if they're five and seven, not going to the bowl. What do you think? Uh, I think they would stick with Adazio one more year if <laughs> he did it again. He escaped but, the noose again is, is what Jonathan's yeah, saying. I think he does if uh, at this point. All right. North Carolina's got a game against the Mercer Bears. This will be on ACCNX. It starts at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. North Carolina needs a win. They've had a rough go of it lately. And at six losses, they can't afford any more losses. They should not have too much of a challenge here against the SoCon's Mercer Bears. And then the Tar Heels wrap up next week against their rival NC State with a chance to perhaps 
go to a bowl, but they got to get past Mercer here this weekend. Virginia Tech and Pitt meet on ESPN2. This is really the best game going on in the conference this week between the Gobblers and the Panthers. ESPN2 has this broadcast from Lane Stadium starting at 3.30, 2.30 Central. Jonathan, this could help go a long way to answering the big question, who's going to win the Coastal Division? Yeah, and uh, to me, I think if uh, I believe if Pitt wins, I think it, it uh, uh, at this point comes down to Virginia, it, it Virginia or Pitt. So, uh, but if a Virginia Tech wins, then it's UVA or, or Virginia. Yeah. So, so what I mean, needs Virginia to happen Tech. is Virginia controls its own destiny. So, if Virginia yep. wins next week, they're in good shape. If Pitt wins this week, they need Virginia Tech to beat virginia next week and pitt will go back to the championship game if the Hokies win this week and next week it'll be virginia tech in charlotte taking on clemson so uva and virginia tech both control their own destiny pitt pitt needs to win out and hope for a uva loss that is true but how about my standings knowledge jonathan i think i'm doing all right on this you're doing pretty good. I have to give you some uh, give you some credit where it's due. Well, if the coastal would just do what the Atlantic does and have a champion midway through the whole season, it would make things a lot easier. But that's what happens when you got a team like Clemson just so good and killing everybody, and everybody else is begging for scraps at this point. Syracuse will be in Louisville. ACCN will broadcast this game from four Eastern, three o'clock at Cardinal Stadium in Louisville. Syracuse, man, they came out of nowhere last week and beat duke do you think they'll have that magic when they travel to louisville uh you know louisville's a little better team uh certainly offensively they're better so i don't think they'll have the, the ability to wallop wallop louisville but i think this might be a, a a pretty good game to watch all right this again on accn cbs sports network's got a battle of the home team that's actually playing closer to home this week than they normally do but this week the Miami Hurricanes are the road team, Jonathan, as they're traveling only about 10 miles to FIU Stadium to take on the Florida International Panthers and Butch Davis. And when they normally play in Miami Gardens, that's about twice the amount of miles, around 20 miles between Carl Gables and Miami Gardens. So that they, they can save on the, the jet fuel this week when they go over to FIU Stadium and take on the Florida International Panthers. Yeah, let's hope we don't have another one of those ugly brawls like we did about 10 years ago between those two teams. That yeah. was, uh, that I was almost pretty nasty. forgot about that one. Uh, I guess yeah. I've been, just like most of us, so, I guess, uh, caught up in Miles Garrett and the Cleveland Browns knocking somebody <laughs> on the top of the head that I've forgotten about that one from, from yesteryear. But it's Miami and Florida International, the Canes playing out of conference and that ought to be a one one worth watching on the CBS Sports Network. And our final game, rivalry game between Duke and Wake Forest. This game will be set at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on ACCN. The cross-divisional foes get together at BB&T Field. Yeah, I, I kind of like Wake Forest in this one. Uh, Duke seems to be staggering to the finish, and their offense is really, really bad. Yeah, I, I know we've talked about it before, okay? But something tells me, let's say Duke ends up losing this game, maybe even loses the game against Miami the following week. They'll be four and eight, no bowl game. Do you think Coach Cutcliffe might just turn it in and say, yeah, this has been nice, but I want to, I want to go fishing? 
Nope. I think he's there for another couple of years. Okay. All right. Well, we got to give a shout out to his son. His son is doing great in Oxford, Mississippi, leading the Oxford High School team there. Of course, Coach Cutcliffe used to be the football coach of a local school there. His son only has one loss, and they enter, I think, the third round of the playoffs this week. So a little high school news, Jonathan. But the Cutcliffs are winning this year. It's just not daddy. It's son. Yeah, definitely not, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jonathan, well, that will wrap up our week 13 of ACC football. And we'll be right back here next week with our Thanksgiving week edition as we head into rivalry weekend of ACC football. Jonathan, thank you so much for your knowledge. You betcha. And have a great weekend. All right, Jonathan Lifehide, everybody. When we come back in hour number two of the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent, we'll have hashtag color blue. Found some good stuff there, some fun stuff we'll share with you. And then our friend on Music Row, Precious Harris, is going to join us for an update on the CMA Awards from last week. She was out late Tuesday night. We'll find out why. And we'll have to talk to her about this Eric Church Garth Brooks war that's going on. We got a war going on in Nashville. We'll talk about that with precious and so much more in hour two of this the y'all show stay with us asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street (coughs) now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved primatine mist the only fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter so whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table primatine mist starts working quickly opening up your airways to restore free breathing For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. The house will be in order because we've got another hour of the Y'all Show headed your way right now. Hello, welcome into the show all about the South. This is Y'all. I'm John Rawl, 803-816-1178. Those are the magic numbers to call, to text, or let us know via voicemail, or maybe you'll be able to catch us live and in the flesh if you call that number. And you can share with us whatever's on your mind about the South, 803-816-1170. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to go to Nashville. 
We're going to return to Nashville. We were there last week with Precious Harrison. She's going to be catching us via telephone in the next segment, and we'll get her thoughts on what happened last week at the CMA Awards. The fallout from that. There's a little, a little bit of animosity between Eric Church and Garth Brooks. How could these two be fighting? Well, we'll get Precious's take on all of that. And we'll also find out what Miss Precious did. Miss Precious. Yeah, she was out last night. And I want to find out what she was doing. What event was going on on Tuesday night in Nashville, Tennessee that she attended. All that plus the other headlines coming up in our music report with Precious Harris. But we start this hour of the Y'all Show with our our pastime that is all about going on social media and getting a good laugh or learning something or sharing something that everybody should know. And this is what we call hashtag hullabaloo on the y'all show. And we start off today with something a little bit different. I love GIFs. I love GIFs, although I'm a little bit over the one with the crying woman and the white cat. That one, that one's kind of, it's met its maker. Okay. It's, it's time for that one to go away. It was funny for a while, meaning like a day or two. But it's not funny anymore. Stop putting that out there. But this one, I've only seen one place, and it made me literally spit out Coca-Cola, I think, when I saw it from laughter, okay? So it's a GIF, and it's got a picture of good old Bill Clinton with a big smile on his face. Y'all remember Bill Clinton? (laughs) And it's got the heading above his picture, at least Americans knew, and below his picture, who my whistleblower was. So yeah, when Bill Clinton was president, everybody knew who his whistleblower was. And that's in reference to the latest whistleblower and president Donald Trump and the impeachment hearings that are taking up way too much time on the networks. But Hey, that maybe people are watching. Maybe it's fun entertainment. I watched some of it on Tuesday night on CNN just to see the reaction. It is pretty amazing that you can hear somebody give some testimony and whether, depending on what the person asking questions, if they've got an R or a D attached to their name, the the responses and reaction are completely different. It is sometimes amazing we still have the same country here because we have completely different mindsets when it comes to politics. But Bill Clinton got impeached. Y'all might remember that back in the 1990s. And like this GIF says, when Bill Clinton was in office and he got impeached, everybody knew who his whistleblower was. (laughs) Oh, Slick Willie, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh Maybe we long for those days. Maybe we long for Monica. That seems so innocent compared to what we got going on now, does it? Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know how Bill Clinton could have withstood the Me Too movement of the if that would have happened when he was in office. I don't think he would have survived impeachment. He would have been kicked out of office. But that was 20 years ago. Now to another tweet from ML Rivers 214 on Twitter. And this is an outdoorsman and a hair metal historian. And Southern Heathen ML Rivers 214 writes on Twitter this week. Hey, guitar boogie for your Tuesday vibes. Don't worry, mama. I'll teach you all I can. Yes, sir. Southern y'all. That's a Skinnerd reference there. Some Steve Gaines and Skinnerd guitar boogie for your Tuesday vibes with the quote. Don't worry, mama. I'll teach you all I can. 
Southern Rock at its finest coming to us from ML Revers 214. Vanessa Broussard is on Twitter. Now she is a television superstar. You'll find her in Beaumont and Orange and also Port Port Arthur. Now, I had to learn how to pronounce this town because it's actually where she was born last week when I was in Nashville and we featured Cree Harrison, the season 12 runner up on American Idol and a native, a a lady born in this town in East Texas, Southeast Texas, to be specific. And according to Cree Harrison, it's not Port Arthur. It's Port, Port Arthur. I think is how I think she said it. And in that area of Texas, you'll find Channel 12 News. And at Channel 12, you'll find Vanessa Broussard working there. Her Twitter account is at Vanessa 12 News. And she's an Emmy-nominated news anchor and producer, married to Tom, also a realtor. And she puts on her Twitter profile, have courage and be kind. All this from Vanessa Broussard. Well, she writes on Twitter this week, just a Southern girl and her dog and pretty old. And I put O-L-E. I mean, this in an affectionate, positive way, Vanessa. Pretty old Vanessa Broussard's got an awesome photo of her on a porch with a dog and a can of paint as if she's going to go paint up a fence or something. Tom Sawyer would be proud of 12 News's Vanessa Broussard there in Orange, Port Arthur, and Beaumont, Texas. And what a pretty dog you got there. I think it's some kind of terrier mix, I think. I don't know what kind of paint you got there, but boy, I don't know who took this picture of you, 12 News anchor Vanessa Broussard, but it's a great photo. And if your newscast looks anywhere as cool as this, then I think the whole world will be tuning in to 12 News. <laughs> and no matter what you're going to be reporting on, it might be the latest city council meeting in Orange, Texas. I'm going to watch because this is just cool and a great photo. See, that's one of the neat things that you got to give credit to social media. If not for one thing, one positive thing that's come out of social media, it's improved everybody's photo game. And maybe that's because of the great development and advancement of iphones and androids the cameras on those things and i'm a little bit envious of this new iphone that's got the three cameras yeah that is a big part and all the filters that those things have even if you have let's say you take a good picture with your phone but then you go try to do something on instagram heck even instagram's got these filters that you can go in and choose and and make a good picture even gooder (laughs) and that is one of the great things again of social media and the advancement of that if if i know it's got some downsides it's got a lot of downsides uh wasted time being the number one but it has improved our photo game and there are some photos of people out there people you know that you're like, God, they must have paid a fortune for that photo shoot. And chances are it was just something done with an iPhone and then the right filters and voila, it's just good photography. We like that. Hey, let's talk a little writing instead of photography with this next tweet from Writers Feng Shui. I don't know if I said that right or not. Writers F-E-N-G-S-U-H-I. Foster parent, veteran, USN, homeschooling, mom, visionary, dog rescuer, mama medical, bilingual, writing saved my life. Cancer can't and won't 
Defeat Me from Writers Fing S-H-U-I. All right. What is this person putting on? They've got a lot already listed in their profile. What are they really trying to get across here on Twitter this week? Well, this person writes, I teared up this morning thinking about how my grandmother used to walk the floor at night while we were sleeping and pray over us. I miss those old Southern praying grandparents. Those kind of prayers made you feel like things were happening and gave you unlimited hope. How about that? <laughs> and maybe you had some praying grandparents. Did you have a grandmama, granddaddy, a mama, pawpaw that would walk the floor at night while you were sleeping and they would pray over you? I can't say I had that same memory. Maybe that, maybe my grand, my mom and my, my mom and daddy o or my granny and pop did it and I didn't realize it. Maybe you're not supposed to know it. Or maybe they did it and I just never found out or maybe they never did it. I don't know, but maybe yours did. And I know according to writers, Feng Shui, hey, they claim that their grandparents did it for them and they turned out all right, I guess. I think I've turned out okay too. Whether my grandparents prayed over me or not. I'll tell you one, we all have our grandparent stories. And don't we love our grandparents, especially if they're no longer with us? We love them probably even more. As a child, I stayed with one set of grandparents a lot because they were right around the corner from where I grew up. The other ones were about 20 minutes down the road. I didn't see her as much. My grandfather died when I was about seven. So I don't have as many memories with him as I do with my grandmother. But the one time I remember staying at my grandparent, my, my maternal grandmother, the one that was 20 minutes away, she was from the old school of where when you slept in the bed, she had probably 20 blankets and sheets on top of you. You couldn't move. You were in a straitjacket when you were at her house. And that's why I didn't really want to go down to her house. Plus, she had the discount cereal. She didn't have the name brand stuff. Her TV didn't have pick up any channels. It was not as much fun to stay at her house when the few times that we did. And bless her heart. that. But that's okay. That was me being a spoiled brat kid. But we just didn't stay there as much. Now, the grandma across the road, my beloved ma, now, I'd stay at her house, and she had bottles of Coke in the refrigerator, the little small bottles. Every time I'd go there, I'd have probably three or four during my visit. It was awesome. She was a terrible cook. That's the one thing my maternal grandmother was, a great cook. My paternal grandmother, a horrible cook. She knew how to make grits, though. And the thing about her is she had a poodle named Jock. And every time I would stay there at her house, which was usually at least once a month, I'd go home to my house and my mother and my father, and I'd have flea bites all over me. I am so susceptible to bites of any kind, but that darn poodle would have fleas. And even though I would sleep not in the same room as the dog, I would still get eat up with fleas. And my mother would get so mad that I would go up there and come back home and have flea bites. And my grandma would act like, well, I don't get them. I don't have them. Well, let me tell you, I sure had them. And, and I miss those days. I wish I were bitten by jock fleas more often these days because I miss those days. Good news is the house that my grandmother had has now been inhabited by my first cousin. And she went in and restored the house. And it's pretty cool to go back there and, and have those memories. Much of the house is very similar to what it was when I was growing up. Just a lot cleaner and Breaking news. 
no fleas. <laughs> All right, finally here on our hashtag Hullabaloo, Sun Surf Realty, which has updates from beautiful Emerald Isle, North Carolina, and those that love to vacation here at Sun Surf Realty. And I have been a guest at Emerald Isle, the Emerald Coast of North Carolina. That's right around Moorhead City in North Carolina, between Wilmington and the Outer Banks is roughly where we're talking about. And a lovely place, beautiful area of North Carolina. Had a great time right there at Moorhead City and in Beaufort, North Carolina. Well, Sun Surf Realty puts on Twitter this week, easy holiday recipes that rank high on the Southern Comfort Food Scale and are sure to please. Well... We needed to talk some food and not fleas. So here we go. Some coastal recipes for the best holiday meal ever, courtesy of Sun Surf Realty, Emerald Isle, North Carolina. Get your pen and paper down and go to the website there for Sun Surf Realty and get linked to how you can make these dishes. I'm only going to list off four of the many holiday meals they've got there on the website. But these aren't just holiday meals. They're coastal recipes from emerald isle in north carolina the first is more of an appetizer it's garlic butter roasted shrimp cocktail nothing says happy thanksgiving than garlic butter roasted shrimp cocktail up next courtesy of sun surf realty miss scarlet's deviled eggs oh delicious delicious yes miss scarlet's deviled eggs and finally, uh, well, uh, there's we got four. Here's the number three. This we're gonna be dropping a name here that a lot of you know. John Legend's creamy baked mac and cheese. It looks delicious. A lot of you ladies out there might be thinking John Legend looks delicious, <laughs> but his creamy baked mac and cheese is something male females alike can agree on is delish. And you can go get this coastal recipe for the best holiday meal ever. And finally. You can't have Christmas and Thanksgiving without a little sausage, okay? Well, how about this? Courtesy, again, of Sun Surf Realty Emerald Isle. Sausage and sage cornbread dressing. What a combination. And you can go again to Sun Surf Realty on Twitter. Google them, get their website, and get linked to the coastal recipes that make the best holiday meal ever. Yum, yum, yum. And outside of november december and january check out emerald isle for the the, the the not only the delicious meals but the delicious beach they got there and tell them the y'all show sent you well that will wrap up hashtag color blue when we come back after this little time out hey we're gonna go to that source of all things music precious hair she's on music row and she's got the report of all things country music and more can't wait to talk to precious and we're gonna do just that after this. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive.
Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. How do I love you? Well, let me see. I love you like a lyric loves a melody, baby. Completely wrapped up in you. How do I need you? Well, can't you tell? I need you like a penny needs a wishing well, baby. Garth Brooks here on the Y'all Show as he had a big concert at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville and he had a big week last week in Nashville at the CMA Awards. More on the Garthinator in a second. This is the Nashville music line of our Wednesday edition of Y'all and we've got Precious Harris joining us now from Music Row and Precious, author of I Know Country with 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can buy and instantly download your ebook edition of I Know Country at the website iknowcountry.com. Precious, also a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. Go to the website collegeofsongology.com for more details. Also follow Precious Harris's blog at Nashville musicline.com and each and every week we have at y'all.com precious's nashville music line column and we've got precious on with us right now to recap last week and how about garth love my garth man i've known him since 1989 i met him at yep. the bluebird thing was 1989 89 90 somewhere i mean it's before he ever was garth you know? <laughs> oh, was, did he? Was he a woman? Did he transition into Garth Brooks? Is that what you're trying <laughs> no, to say? No, he actually used to sell cowboy boots at my favorite store years ago. 
Yeah, I know that up there in the Rivergate area of Nashville is where he was a boot salesman. Garth won Entertainer of the Year at the 53rd CMA Awards, and he beat a guy named Eric Church. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. Other big winners at the CMA Awards last week, Casey Musgraves was your Female Vocalist of the Year. Single of the Year went to Blake Shelton and God's Country. Male Vocalist was Luke Combs. Your Album of the Year was Girl from Marin Morris. You also had the Vocal Group of the Year. Old Dominion won that vocal duo was Dan and Shay. Song of the Year was Beautiful Crazy. And your musical event of the year, the Old Town Road remix musician was, was her name Janie Fleener, fiddle winner? Is it? Yes. Okay. And your new artist of the year, Ashley McBride. Music video went to Rainbow from Casey Musgraves. Precious, you and I were together last week in Nashville, but we really haven't had a, a girl talk, and I mean that jokingly, about the winners. So what's Precious Harris's recap of last week's CMA Awards? Well, the first thing is, I'm glad that they play, paid tribute to the women in country music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they used to do it with Tammy Wynette, Loretta Lynn, things like that, but it just came natural because they were hit makers. And we have a lot of hit makers now. Um, you know, they were talking about the women on the radio and everything. And I'm thinking, okay, I know a few good women who you don't hear on the radio anymore. Um, when, you do, when you do hear them, it's it's not enough. I'm just going to tell you. Um, Martina McBride, Trisha Yearwood, um, you know, Sarah Evans, um, Leanne Womack. These are some of the big heavy hitters that you don't hear anymore. But, you know, I'm glad that they brought the women out. But women do like to sing about men, whether it's loving or cheating or whatever. <laughs> so uh, there's a, an even Steven type thing, no pun intended, you know, to uh, – even out things but i thought it was a wonderful show i really did well let's keep in mind i got to defend my fellow males here let's keep in mind that the uh, precious i don't know if you've got the research there at your fingertips or not but my assumption is precious the majority of those who buy and perhaps even listen to country music aren't males they're females yeah, 75%. Okay. So I knew you'd have yeah. that right there. So it's mm-hmm. it's the women who buy and consume country music that probably would rather hear men compared to women on a majority level. Yeah, they want to hear women, yeah. but majority time, these women want to hear men singing, I guess, because they want to sit there and look at their, their pretty jeans. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty tight. Because <laughs> I want to look at Sarah Evans, Reba McIntyre, and Dolly Parton in jeans, but I'm the minority here, I guess. Uh, and, and see, I, I, can, I can't even say that. People are like, oh, that's a sexist comment. But uh, I'm just telling you, that's, look, your appearance is a big driver in how successful you are as a country music artist. Well, you know, there, it's just a, it's just such an influx, just like it was of bands back when Alabama was out there and things like that. But it's just like it comes in spurts. But this is one of the longest spurts that it's been a male-dominated chart for a very long time. Yeah, And, and it- I think that's where it's trying to, even though they're trying to turn, I mean, and don't get me wrong, the women have released great records. Trisha's got a record deal. You know, Sarah Evans had, she's opened, she left Silverado Records to open up her own label. Huh. I mean, you've got Leanne Womack had a Grammy-nominated record without a label that she put out on her own. Um, 
So, you know, I do think the trends, but the biggest thing is everybody's pointing fingers at us here on Music Row, but they need to be pointing fingers at country radio because they're the ones who plays the record or don't play the records. But, you know, that's just passing the buck and passing the blame. And I'm not blaming anybody because there's all great artists, but it does come in spurts, just like the late 70s was more pop feeling with John Denver and Olivia Newton-John winning at the awards and I think it was Charlie Rich that threw up the male vocalist and ripped up the um, invitation, you know, when John Denver won male vocalist of the year in 77 or 78, something like that. I'm like, and they think that was pop. They should have been there when Chris Stapleton and Justin Timberlake did their duo. So like I said, it comes in spurts and it's not going to please everybody all the time by no means, but it's one of the most popular genres that accepts gospel country rock blues i mean you know what i mean so it's you've got Ludacris and jason aldean from four or five even probably longer than that having a duet together you know it's just country music has open arms to different genres invites them to come in it does and it has these trends that you mentioned in fact there's a brand new trend i'm going to have you talk about called boyfriend country and we're going to talk about that but we got to wait for just a second as we wrap up our cma coverage from last week precious there was some news that broke over the weekend as eric church had something a little bit smart to say about garth brooks winning entertainer of the year at last week's cma awards both were in the entertainer of the year category and i think it's the second time garth won over eric church what can you tell us about this kind of disgruntled eric church conversation that he had on stage with his fans well I'm not going to say too much because I know I've known him for a very, very long time. Oh, come on. But I will tell you um, that uh, I hate to use the word unsportsmanlike, you know, but if you look at the ticket sales, don't get me wrong, Eric is an entertainer of the year. I wish they would have had classic entertainer and other entertainer, you know what I mean, or modern entertainer or whatever, because they're both great entertainers. And I was, you know, at Garth's party, and I've been at Eric Church's number one party a couple uh, last month. But I know the fans were putting up signs like very unsportsmanlike, like who's Garth and things like that. And I just, I mean, I know it, it didn't go to everybody's way, but you can't deny the millions and millions of tickets in Garth's marketing, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but I knew that Garth is a genius when it comes to marketing and, and getting things to fan and doing things. And uh, like I said, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that Garth won, but I'm surprised at Eric's fans being unsportsmanlike. But that's all I'm going to say. You're going to throw a 15-yard penalty on unsportsmanlike conduct from Eric Church and his fan base. Well, I don't know what Eric said. I haven't heard that. I was actually, um, last night, I was at the NATD Gala, and they were talking about the news about the post CMA awards and cause, cause I had, you know, I had uh, 12, we had 12 people at the awards from our, our music family. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so it was, you know, a mixed reaction, but I mean, you can't deny that Garth is an entertainer. I would, you know, I love for everybody to have a chance, but until Garth decides to retire, you know, it's going to be a toss up for the next five or six years, yeah. you know? Maybe he won't retire. I'm sorry, but, you know, I don't think he's anytime soon, baby. Sorry, sorry, Eric. Hey, fill us in on this award thing you went to last night. NATD, I think you said. Yeah, National Association of Talent Directors. 
and they honored people who make a difference in the music community, the political community, the growth community, the sports community, different things. Some of the past honorees have been Kiss's manager, Carrie Underwood's husband, Mike Fisher. Um, tonight, uh, you know, a standing ovation for CC Winans. I mean, last night was a standing ovation for CC Winans at the event, hmm. and because uh, she was honored for her con- contribution to gospel and the music uh, that she's made to gospel mentoring and the things that she's done through her ministry of uh, Jesus Christ. All right. And then they also had Butch Spiridon, who was head of the Visitors Convention Bureau. They had the guy that actually did the first, that actually decided to do a mega lighting company. So you see all these people on stage and you go to these big shows like the the festival, you know, what they call the uh, Sundance Festival, other things. You see these massive lighting stages. You see these people up on rigs, you know, 40 feet in the air. That's that's his company. Ah. So you got different people and you got Bonnie Sugarman who used to book Bob Hope. She's not that old. She was a young, young kid when she started being an agent. And uh, she's one of my fellow NATD members. And it's good to see her get honored. And um a few surprises, some surprise videos for um, from uh, Garth Brooks and Dolly and um, Taylor Swift for Charlie Monk, the mayor of Music Row, the unofficial mayor of Music Row. He got honored <laughs> in the Radio Country Music Hall of Fame. You get a chance, Google Charlie Monk, mayor of Music Row, and you'll see what I'm talking about. His, his enclaves is just too numerous to mention. But, um, you know, good to see him, and I got a hug. Wish I got a picture, but I was... Um, a little bit in a hurry trying to get because trying to get to our uber but um it was good to see charlie i'll see him in march and i mean february country radio seminar and i'll try to get a a picture then and firm a little bit and do some social media for myself all right well i'm glad you had a good time out on the town on tuesday night hey some luke combs information his second album is out what you see is what you get it debuted this week on both the country album chart and on the all genre hot 100 chart this is luke combs first time topping the hot 100 all genre chart not only that luke combs set a record for the largest streaming week in his history with a country album oh yeah and his first album this one's for you is number two on the country albums chart He also won last week the CMA Male Vocalist of the Year Award by the CMA Awards. So all in all, for the North Carolinian, not a bad week for Luke Combs. Oh, yes. I mean, of course, he's got, you know, he's got headlining coming up. He's going to be headlining his own tour. Um, So very much so. And, uh, you know, he's one of the newcomers. we got a bunch of newcomers coming out. But he's not really a newcomer because he's had six number one records off his debut album. Yeah, but But... Five years ago, the guy wasn't even really playing at all, and now he's really the hottest thing in country music when it comes to sales yeah. and being on the chart. Well, I knew when I saw him play years ago, he had a unique voice and everything, but he, um, you know, as far as the it factor, I guess he's shy. He's gotten much better at, you know, persona, but when he came here, he just soaked it in like a sponge and, you know, and just met different people and, and just... Networked well, his way in and got to know the business. Well, Luke is quickly shedding that newcomer status, the North Carolinian. But this guy from South Carolina is somewhat of a newcomer, although he's got a very familiar last name. Not Lee Bryce, but his brother Lewis Bryce is feeling blessed after winning International Song of the Year at the 2019 British Country Music Awards, where he performed the award-winning single, Blessed. What is this all about, Miss P? Okay, well... Uh, 
because he ain't he, British. He's from Sumter, South Carolina. <laughs> and no, actually, I saw him. I was thinking he actually does something during CMA Fest called Louis Palooza. Okay. <laughs> it's in a Lola Palooza or Lula, Lula Palooza. Like I said, you know, and he, uh, when he came to town, he didn't rely on his brother to open up the doors. I'm just going to tell you. Okay. Um, you know, he really got out, made, made, uh, made a lot of friends. And actually one of his publicists is actually a really good friend of mine. But, uh, but his brother, you know, uh, his brother did come in once he had the chance to do it. And the, the stars lined up to produce Lewis's album. Well, that album, so, uh, yeah. Rolling Stone calls it one of the new country artists you need to know. And he's on Billboard's Country Artist to Watch. And he is not Lee, but Lewis Bryce's Bryce, debut yeah. self-titled EP that he produced along with his brother. Came out a couple of years back, but he's had some success touring in Great Britain. And as a result... The Brits are honoring him with Blessed as he won the International Song of the Year at the British Country Music Association Awards. One of my goals in life is to attend the British Country Music Association Awards. Precious, where do you think they'll be having that? My, my oh, I'd love to do it. Well, actually, a friend of mine over there, he said, you need to come. As long as they're not having it in the wintertime, because I don't like cold weather over there. Uh, it is the already cold and Britain and no, Yeah, this was no. held at the Concord Center in Manchester in Great Britain. Which is really north. <laughs> I don't want to go to the north if I'm going to go to the UK. Precious, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we've been honoring our women here on today's Y'all Show. We've got the perfect trivia question as we head into break for y'all to ponder and come back and we'll have the answer. Before they found fame as country music stars, both Kathy Matea and Tricia Yearwood worked as tour guides at which famous Nashville landmark? Was it the Ryman Auditorium, the original Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum, the Tennessee State Museum, or the George Jones Museum? We've got the answer to that, and we'll play a little Kathy Matea music when we come back after the break. This is the Nashville Music Line on The Y'all Show. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. 
Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. was a huge hit for Kathy Matea back in 1994. Went to number three. The title song from her Mercury Records album, Walking Away a Winner. This is the Y'all Show, our final segment. It's our Nashville music line continuing on with our friend Precious Harris. And speaking of Kathy Matea, the West Virginian who had four number one songs on the country music charts, we've got a little trivia question that we're going to ask that Kathy and Trisha Yearwood are a part of. As we asked before the break, the question, before they were famous country music artists, Matea and Yearwood worked as tour guides at which famous Nashville landmark? Was it the Ryman Auditorium, the original Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum right on Music Row? Was it at the Tennessee State Museum in downtown Nashville or the George Jones Museum? And Miss Precious Harris, what would that answer be? Country Music Hall of Fame. How about that? I don't ever recall. I guess I wasn't in Nashville in the mid-80s when I assume both of these ladies would have been working there as a tour guide, but what a, a neat place right there on Music Row, which is now it's been upgraded to downtown right by the Shimmerhorn, and it is one fancy place there in downtown Nashville. Yeah, and I have a little trivia about Miss Kathy. What's that? Miss Kathy uh, used to wait tables at TGI Fridays when it was on Ellington Place. Ah. And when I was on Dallas's, I got off Dallas's right about a block and a half away, and I went there, and she waited on us, and she had her hair in a rubber band with a forty-five record with a hole over her ponytail <laughs> isn't that cool and you remembered that i remembered that yes all right and for all of you listening who w- was kind of confused by precious's kentucky lingo she said <laughs> she didn't say dallas she said dialysis because you've had dialysis, kid- yes. kid- kidney woes in your life in addition to a whole bunch of other woes yeah. Let me just tell y'all, this girl that I'm talking to, Precious Harris, is what I call the Music City Miracle. And <laughs> and we're going to we're we're on here to talk about country music, but I just got to throw this out there, Precious. You really are a miracle. You've had now close to 90 surgeries in your life, is that right? Well, the one on Friday was 87, so okay. yeah, getting pretty close. <laughs> oh, 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 the one on Friday, which I just happened to be with you on Friday of last week in Nashville. It just yes. happened to be cancer surgery on your leg and you can't yeah. go under the knife you you can't be put to sleep so um i've never heard of such a thing they had to operate on your leg and they you didn't get put to sleep 
No, they do like a nerve block there, like a nerve block to block it, because my blood pressure stays really low. Mm -hmm. And since a lot of the more surgeries done outpatient, some of the more intense when they had to go to the bone, they've had to do that, but they'd rather not because um, I don't do really good coming out of anesthesia. So it's just better. Plus, when I wake up and my leg is numb, I can still go and be busy, busy, busy on Music Row till it's time to go to bed and put my leg up. Okay. So, I, But my husband forced me to go to eat after my surgery, go grab some lunch, and then put me, took me home and made me lay down, which I didn't want to, but, yeah. you know. But, you know, one, a little trivia. You know who was my Dallas's nurse one time back in the 70s? No, in the 80s. I'm sorry. Late 70s, early 80s, well, who was before they came to Nashville. I would have to guess the Judds, Naomi. Yes. Oh. Naomi Judd was my Dallas's nurse. Because she's the only country music star I ever knew who was a nurse. There may have been other ones. But she's the only one I know. Yeah. She was a nurse. I was up visiting in Ashland, Kentucky, visiting my aunt. And um, as another thing, my aunt that was up there, she was uh, close to that. She was a uh, nanny, and this little girl wanted me to play Barbie dolls with her. And, of course, I was a 20-something year old, and I didn't want to play Barbie dolls. Well, fast forward to 1992, no, 93, and I'm at CRS, and this lady walks up to me, gorgeous blonde, I mean, drop-dead gorgeous named Crystal, and she said, are you precious? And I went, yes. Yeah. She said, "Is do you have an Aunt Dot? And I went, yes. She goes, she's the weather lady. I said, that's my aunt. She said, well, I said, how do you know her? She said, she used to be my babysitter. And I said, really? She said, yeah. She said, you wouldn't play Barbie dolls with me. And I'm going, oh, my God, I know who this kid is. And she was engaged to a guy named John Michael Montgomery. Ah, how about It was that? his fiance, and it was, he's been his wife for almost 30 years. But, how yeah, it was John's fiance. So then I felt really crappy because I didn't play Barbie dolls with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on you. I'm going to have to cut this interview with you, Shore. You're just a bad person. But now we're glad that your surgery last week went well. I know you've got another one scheduled, and you're a trooper, Precious Harris, and we can't thank you enough. And speaking of being a trooper, all right, we've already found out that on Tuesday evening you were at this award show in Nashville. But prior to going to the award show, you were at a number one party somewhere in Nashville. So what was that all about? Yeah, Matt Stell. Matt, you know, of course, it's. Uh, I pray for you is the is the name of the the um, is the name of the song. But he was there. It was ASCAP. Uh, Matt's the ASCAP writer. Uh, Ash Bowers was the VMI um, writer. It was all together. You know what I mean. And then um, and then the uh, girl writer from um, CSAC was Allison. And um, and I, let me make sure I pronounce her rank her her name right is Allison Belt. B as in Victor, E-L-T-Z. Okay. And, of course, you may remember Ash Bowers from years ago as an artist, but he actually has a management company and a publishing company. But, anyway, he manages Jimmy Allen. But, anyway, and uh, unknown to me, uh, a couple of my kids, actually former kids, they're still my kids no matter what, but, you know, they've gone on to get record deals and stuff. They actually write. Guys who was on The Voice actually is written with Jimmy Allen and and uh, Elvis Shane who is my kid that was uh, that I got on, uh, that I helped guide to the American Idol, he's actually writes over there with Ash and with Jimmy. So it's because uh, they're both label mates now on Broken Bow. So it was a good thing. But did you realize Pray For You has exceeded 125 million 
strings. So that's how he got his, uh, he's going to be headlining and opening up for a couple of people. But he's got Chris Bandy, which my one of my kids, <laughs> I know I talk about my kids, I can't help it though. His name was Grady James and he's was Chris Bandy's band leader for three or four years on the road. And Chris just hit 10 million streams on his latest single. <laughs> and then Ray Fulcher, who's got six cuts on Luke Bryan's record i mean luke combs's record so it's like this little bitty circle over here on music row with all these good things happening for these kids that's been working their butt off for the last six or seven years so very proud of that whole team over there for matt he's a little bit late and he kept apologizing and apologizing and apologizing and we're like hey we're glad you made it here safe we have great interviews we got great content thank you yeah, you know. Matt Stell out of Arkansas. Again, the big song that he had, Pray For You, as he went to number one and has had great success, this newcomer who at one time was enrolled in the Harvard Extension Program, and he went on to go to Nashville instead of being a part of this program. So a good job there. Now, it's funny that you mentioned Matt Stell and Prayed For You because he and that song are part of what's called a new movement in country music, a new trend called Boyfriend Country. And a fellow named Mike Harris actually alerted me to this new trend when I was with him last week and this is sort of the you had the classic country the outlaw country bakersfield country then recently you've had bro country now you got girl uh, not girlfriend but boyfriend country precious Mm -hmm. how do you define what boyfriend country is well boyfriend country is like male artists that are extolling the virtues of their wives and their girlfriends uh like one of the biggest songs for it is "Pray for You, Matt Stell," and the story behind that one I'm gonna is, and the literally you'll see the interview that I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. But the girl Allison had literally met her husband, who she married to now several years ago on a date, and she said, "I know I'm running late, but I got this great idea," and she already had the end of it, you know, the end of the 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 course about praying for you, you know, and things. And she's now married to him. So she brought that idea in. And so it no, and she said it literally was about the man that she was going to marry. And it also was another song that somebody used that had been trying to trying to conceive a child for eight years and ended up finally getting to conceive. And that she sang the song at the baby shower. So different things like that. So it's just an ode to how much men love their wives. And a recent Billboard article described Boyfriend Country as being songs by male artists extolling the virtues of their wives or girlfriends. And such Boyfriend Country songs include not only Matt Stell's Prayed For You, but Russell Dickerson's Every Little Thing, Luke Combs' Beautiful Crazy, Stapleton's Millionaire, and Florida Georgia Line's Blessing, amongst other songs. So that's your newest trend. Precious, get me a guitar, and uh, I got plenty to write about, although most of my songs about women aren't very happy songs, so that probably wouldn't be a good thing for Boyfriend Country to have me singing. I know. We got when we did have a couple of million views, and we don't know what happened to Facebook. On one of my kids, on the love of his stepson, called uh, my boy. Hmm. Um, and if you ever get a chance, Google LV Shane. Yeah. On Facebook, um, I think he's got a hundred thousand views on uh, YouTube. But the live version 
was up there and we don't know what happened to it and they had to repost it but it's talking about raising someone else's child and the love from that so you know uh but if you think about it anytime you do a song you can always they used to change he to she you can always switch it around to where it's female male yeah but um you know they used to make a joke about amy grant when she left gospel she changed jesus to baby (laughs) (laughs) but you know but every like everybody's got an opinion you know yeah but i'm just glad like i said but i don't know why these people are like you know you need more women and stuff out there i love being serenaded by these artists you know especially when they're giving their they're owed to the women. What better way to do it? You know, they were complaining about the CMA awards that, you know, that uh, about the men singing about their women, you know, instead of women singing about their men. I'm like, you got better things to do than gripe, gripe, gripe. I'm not going to say the word which, 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 but, yeah. you know, but I just, I love that it's great music coming from the male, just like great music comes from female. Yes. It's called diversity. Like, I will always love you is the epitome of, of a love of a relationship song mm-hmm. hey we've got to celebrate dirks bentley he's got a birthday today he turns 44 years young young and south carolina's own josh turner is a young 42 today happy birthday to dirks and josh here on this 20th of november precious that will wrap up our report from you again go to iknowcountry.com to learn more about what she's got going on in music city thank you madam look forward to talking to you next week You too, dear. Everybody have a blessed rest of the week. All right, Precious Harris. And that will conclude our Y'all Show on this day. We will be back here on Thursday with SEC News and a whole lot more. Thank y'all for listening to the show that's all about the South. This is Y'all with your host, John Rawl. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.